Spidey Man. And we are back. We're back for, for another one. Four. Yeah. The Bahrain GP, first GP of the year is in the books. Done and dusted. And it was, uh, I think it lived up to all of our expectations. Dude, absolutely. It was, uh, it, it kind of had all, everything you would, everything you want out of like the first race of the year, you know, like I always expect there to be like a few DNFs because these, mm-hmm. like, you know, the cars have been, they're, they're still trying to figure them out essentially. For sure. Um, but when you can see a battle like we did. Yeah. Any time of year though, like not even just for like the, for the first race, it was unreal, but um, to have a race like yeah. that anytime throughout the season is, is great to see, but I, it just like sets that, uh, sets that tone that I think F1 fans are hoping for to see people compete with Mercedes throughout this year. And uh, it's only one race in, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but I think it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. 100% man. Yeah. Um, when you look at the whole weekend too, like what I loved about it was that everything from like practice to qualifying to the race, like it all had some juicy moments and Absolutely. just like a little, little, little bits of drama, yeah. which was fantastic to see. Um, I think when, um, can you hear Pip? I can. Yeah, it's fine. I, it doesn't bug me, man. <laughs> um, yeah. this, this, uh, complex I'm in like the first and second floor is, is d- completely dog friendly. So <laughs> when one dog starts barking, it's like everybody, <laughs> all the dog, it's like, it's like life of pets. Like everybody just say, yeah. each other. <laughs> hanging out their windows. Seriously. And now they're all in patios cause it's warmer out here. So the yeah. dogs are like even more out in the open. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> um, but going back to, to quality there, like having, um, Sunoda in the Alpha Tori on his rookie race, like I think he he was at like the top of the timesheet, and I I want to say Q one. Yeah, he know? was he was up there which for is, sure, man. Which is so crazy. You just like never even expect to see that. And no. then at, at the end of Q two, you've got you've got the Ferraris going one two, which I mm-hmm. think everybody uh, who's been watching the last like five years is like super super excited about because especially last year it was just no bueno for Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think any like you look at Ferrari and uh Yuki, both of those like that both those teams showed pace all weekend long. And I think for Ferrari it's huge because uh they need to have a, a year, a kind of a rebound year after last season. And AlphaTauri it just shows that their their car is uh built and like their team's built to compete with them uh the teams in the midfield. Yeah one hunt man that that alpha tori is like it's it's showing pace which is really Mm. great and and that's the honda engine you know like there was some aerodynamic changes that went into uh 2021 so i think that you know it it seems that it's like leveling the playing field a little bit more which is what they wanted to do right um so to see the mixture of like the combination of that and then also this honda engine Mm -hmm. that really is putting out a ton of power and i was even looking at an article right before we went on um right before we hopped on it was the honda boss um like the honda f1 kind of team principal or boss right um he was he was talking about um the engine and how he's like really disappointed that they're even going to be leaving f1 in 2022 because they they're giving it everything right now Totally. And it seemed like, I think that took a lot of people by surprise last year when they announced that just because of how, uh, 
how well like the Honda engine was doing. And uh, it just kind of seemed like everything was starting to, to go their way. And then to have them announce that they're going to be leaving F1. Um, I'm wondering if like, if that would have, uh, if that would have changed their, like, like from a strategic standpoint, if that would have changed their uh, plan at all, like if um, mm-hmm. this engine, if they weren't leaving F1, if we would have seen these modifications in this engine in, uh, you know, in, a, in years to come, but who knows? Dude, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it seems like Red Bull is trying, is they're trying to work out a deal with Honda F1 on mm-hmm. still, still kind of working on an engine together, but it's not technically Honda. Uh, it's like a Red Bull engine that is using like the Honda power unit. Yep. Um, so it, I'm sure that if they have a good season this year, they're going to be wanting to a few of these core guys on that Honda team are going to going to probably be, you know, employed by Red Bull or contracted out. Um, because even Toto Wolf was saying that he believes the, the Honda engine is, has the pace, has that like uh, straight line pace and corner pace that, um, is an advantage over Mercedes this year. So we'll see. I mean, that's kind of what Toto was saying this week, um, which is pretty, interesting i mean it's still so early it's hard to tell right totally yeah um on the topic of like honda engines and, and red bull uh were you surprised to see perez uh go back out on the medium compounds and eventually not actually make uh make it into q3 i was i was surprised by that because yeah. the, they were under like a time crunch you know mm-hmm. and in my opinion like if like while I was watching, I was like, oh man, like Verstappen's clearly in Q1, you know, you've got like one lap to get Perez there. Mm-hmm. Why not just put him on the softs, guarantee it. And then you've got a different strategy going into um, race day where you have one driver starting on the mediums and one driver starting on the softs. Yeah. Um, instead, they, I guess, wanted to really fight for that first place mm-hmm. and I guess really let, you know, uh, Verstappen and Perez go at it, which is awesome. Um, but it just kind of backfired on them because he just didn't have, he must, I think he slipped. I can't remember exactly what happened, um, as to why he didn't quite have that pace. Um, yeah. I, I remember there was, uh, there was yellow flags, but I don't think it, I don't think it interfered with his lap. I think it was just, um, probably the same set of mediums that he was out before and they were just, they were just slower and you, mm-hmm. like you put him on the soft and you're, he's, you don't want to guarantee anything, but he's more than likely into Q3. And then you have, you have two Red Bulls, um, at the front of the grid. And that's kind of, it was just kind of like the same thing. That's been the same, like broken record over year over year, Max at the mm-hmm. front of the grid. And then his teammates like battling through the pack, trying to help him. And he's just kind of like out there by himself against these two Mercedes. Totally, man. And then on top of that, during the formation lap to have your, so he, so he starts like P12 or P11, yeah. uh, Perez, like something right in, in that area. And then all of a sudden his car just dies on formation lap, like yeah. light, like everything just turns off steering wheel turns off. Like, um, the electronics completely cut out and, now he's at the back of the grid. Luckily, they rebooted the system, yeah. and Perez was actually praising the team, the Red Bull team, on how quickly they restarted that system. Yeah, because um, he was thinking that they were just going to be done for DNF right off the start. For sure, um, and it's and he still had a great result in the race. Started, like he oh, man. started from the pit lane and battled up 
like through the pack. And I think yeah. you have them at the front of the grid and it's just, oh, it's going to be so exciting. Dude, it's going to be really good. Yeah. I think yeah. he even got voted like driver of the day by the fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think on so. F1. Um, and yeah, what he finished P5, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Lando like was, I think Lando was P4 and uh, he was P5 starting from the yeah, pit lane. Starting from the back pit lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that just shows the pace of that Red Bull and then also like the skill of Perez in For my sure. opinion. No, 100%. Um, and poor Vettel man in qualifying. It's like he had such a, such a shitty season last year. Yeah. You know, with a lot of mental things and, uh, his performance just wasn't there against Charles. And now he's on a new team, Aston Martin. He's partnered into it. Um, and during qualifying, he gets caught up in a yellow flag situation, which then starts him like way farther back than he'd want to be. Oh, man. Uh, it's like it's it's frustrating because you have you, everyone kind of thinks like this new Aston Martin team, it's a fresh start for Vettel. And it was obviously just like wasn't the wasn't the race and like nothing went nothing went planned uh i had i had friends here even just saying like oh well it's too bad like vettel's washed up and he's 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 like not not a good formula one driver anymore and um it's like you can't say that after one race with a new team but i think if this season goes the same it kind of did last year with ferrari then you probably start to consider it absolutely yeah you you start questioning it for sure and that's just like it's unfortunately it's the sport as well. You know, it's like, there's so much expectation. And if you don't live up to it, even though this guy has four world championships like that, yeah, exactly. That, that is mind it's crazy. That's mind blowing, yeah. you know? And all of a sudden people are saying he's washed up and it's like, it's nuts. No. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah. I feel for the guy, but also it's like, while you're watching, you're like, come on, man. Like let's totally, it's frustrating. You know, and it, you almost wonder if it's just like, yeah, like it must just be mental for him. I would imagine like his mindset, just so how everything went at Ferrari. And um, you just hope that this is going to be better for him this year. Can you hear like a, like a horn or something? I feel like we're just struggling with background noise today. Eh? Dogs, horns. I know. Man. <laughs> I, really I just, like... I, did, I did. I slightly heard a horn, but it wasn't anything too crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, I could just hear it in my ears. It's just like someone just laying on their horn out there. I know, man. Episode four, and we're like perfectionists. You yeah, know? Like, we want, <laughs> like we need like a whole sound room that's just like <laughs> looking. I'm like, be quiet. Um, yeah. So just a little bit of disappointment from Vettel, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure I'm, I'm like I'm I'm not super worried about it. If anything, I think it just makes for like a little bit of a better story with him. Absolutely. Um, I, I think he's gonna come out. I think he's gonna get the hang of uh, that Aston Martin car, and they're yeah. gonna be working out the kinks. For sure. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that he'll, he'll at least be fighting for that midfield and, and hopefully for those podiums, maybe halfway through the season, I don't see it happening right away, but I do, yeah. I do see it happening a little later on. No, for sure. I, and I think like, uh, Lance showed good pace in the car throughout the weekend. And I think that just shows you that the car does have the pace to be competitive and it's just getting used to it. Yeah. Like you said, and, um, he's, yeah, four-time world champion. So he's definitely got talent. It's just a question of if it's if it's still there or if his like mentality is still there. I think the drive a bit like the his talent as a driver is still yeah. there for sure. Um, it just seems like he's a bit a bit foggy up top for now. 
Yeah, for sure. And yeah. another uh, rookie that went out there. Uh, so there's a couple rookie yeah. drivers out there. So uh, Sunoda, Sunoda in the Alpha Tori, mm-hmm. and then we had Mick Schumacher, um, and we had Mazepin. And what happened to Matt? What happened with Mazepin? Dude. The first, the first few corners, I see a car. I thought there was contact. I thought there was, you know, it was a, a crash. And yeah. they show the replay, and the guy just lost it. <laughs> He's just spinning <laughs> in circles, man. He got too. He got too excited. <laughs> yeah, he's just nervous. I felt, I felt for him, but also like he's kind of been this like asshole already in right. in the headlines, and mm. like he's kind of like the new arrogant kind of uh, the Russian. Yeah. So it was it was, it was pretty comical. And then I think you, you pointed out to me, you showed me like a little bit of drama between. Uh, yeah. Like one of his old rivalries in F2 and F3 was, I think tweeted it at him and was like, uh, now I suddenly don't feel as bad of, but my completing my 62 laps around the Bahrain circuit last year, cause yeah. he stepped in for Williams <laughs> and uh, it's just funny. Cause uh, yeah, he made it halfway through the third corner, I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but there it, was, there was, it happened to Mick too, I believe. I think he had a spin, same kind of thing, just mm-hmm. got on the throttle too much. And uh, you said a couple of weeks ago, that's like the one thing that, uh, that drivers coming up to Formula One kind of struggle with is like that big power difference between the two cars. And I think it just shows you how, um, how talented Yuki is that he's jumped into this car um, and been able to just handle that jump comparatively like these the uh mazepin and mitch are obviously talented drivers um and it could just have to do with the the team and the car setup but uh for out of the three rookies for yuki to be so far ahead after one weekend uh it's just really impressive dude absolutely yeah it was it was a super impressive uh weekend for yuki um and it's great to see mick he finished you know so he finished his first race which is great um and like I kind of said at the start, you know, the first race of the year, you're always going to see a handful of DNFs. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, another Alpha Tori Gasly was one of them. Yeah. Um, he, what happened with him again exactly? He, uh, he, was, he had a decent start because he started yeah. way up there and like his qualifying position was unreal. He was like on the second row, wasn't he? Um, I don't, he actually might have been. I'm, I'm not too sure. Or third, or third row. I think he started yeah. P5. Yeah, I, th- I think he was P5. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think it was just the first couple laps. He had a little bit of contact with uh, Carlos and lost his front wing. So um, I think he ended right. up finishing the race. But after that, it was just, uh, there was no real hope for him. Um, yeah, and like, and surpri- our, uh, surprisingly, signs didn't uh, like get a puncture from that at all either. So the contact must have just been enough. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, and our Canadian friend uh, Latifi, our other Canadian, since there's two of them in F1, yeah, um, he also was another victim of the old DNF. Yeah. Oh well. Then next time, Nicholas. Next time. Speaking yeah. of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of friends, we have a uh, we have Mitch who's just uh, joined the waiting room. Uh, and since we're talking about Alfitari and uh, everything like that, I think it's a good time we bring him in. Let's bring him in, man. Let's do it. Exciting! It's our first our first guest of the show, Mitch. Welcome Ambrosio. to the show, Mitch. Hello. Hey. How, How are you, man? You, you know what? I'm having a great day. Good, good. I love those photos on the back of your wall, bud. Yeah, they look, you guys look yeah. good, hey? Yeah, they look yeah. great. 
<laughs> Look at those suckers. Those booters? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Mitch was uh <laughs> first customer. Really appreciate it. One of. One of one of many. Yeah. Uh Mitch, we are we we're just talking about race day and kind of about rookies and uh how impressed we were with uh with Yuki Sonoda and the whole like AlphaTari team throughout the weekend. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, they did the whole team did pretty well through the whole weekend. I mean, Gasly didn't quite finish the race the way I'm sure he wanted to, but uh, <laughs> That's the I DNF. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think uh, that didn't really reflect on like how well the car was performing. Um, I think like with the new Honda power unit, they could be like not just competing that midfield, but competing with like Ferrari and McLaren for like that third spot in the championship, which would be really cool to have more competition in there. Oh, absolutely, man. I That would be insane to see Alpha Tori fighting for that third spot like could you imagine if we finished the year as like a red bull mercedes red bull or you know essentially yeah it, just to even think about that is crazy because the battle for the third spot is already so competitive to throw another team in there um that's yeah like a, a red bull backed team uh would be would be crazy and from a red bull standpoint that would just be like so, that's such an achievement to have two teams in the top three and you know yeah, both of those absolutely. drivers on alpha tori like Gasly has a point to prove this year. You know, he's that guy just proves points. That's that's what that's literally all he has to do right now. Because day job. there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't be back in that Red Bull. You know, he he kind of proved himself in a sense, especially in the second half of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have Sunoda rookie coming in, being like, I'm gonna try and do everything you can do, but maybe even better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be ex- it's an exciting dynamic. Yeah, That's he had true. some some power moves in that race for sure. The the pass into the corner on Kimmy was pretty crazy. Super crazy, man. His like, uh, and I was just saying to Jordo before he came on, just his like, his driving style and his like ability to get used to that new car so uh, so quickly is uh, really impressive. So I think it's going to be an exciting season for him. Definitely, I mean, finishing ninth in your first race, like finishing in the points, is pretty great. Oh, it's I yeah, mean, it's massive. Especially especially considering how he probably would have qualified for Q3 if they didn't change up his tire strategy. Yeah, no, 100%. Man, yeah, that was very impressive. Um, and I'm just excited to see, you know, Gasly, him qualifying P5 was so impressive that like if they can, like you just said, if they can have, you know, just consistent performances from these young guys, man, they got a, they got a shot to, to make a name for themselves. And I love they're doing it under the Alpha Tori name. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool for sure. It's, it's very exciting. Um, uh, when, what, I was going to say, what are you guys' thoughts on um, McLaren? You know, they had one hell of a race um, for both Lando, especially, but even, uh, even Daniel on his first race with McLaren, you know, finishing P7 did really well. Uder, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I've always been a, a big uh, Danny Rick fan, like as I think as you guys know, and uh, being down under, I feel like I have to, I got to cheer for the guy now. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was good. Like Lando, I, I think, especially last year, um, just shows how talented 
talented of a driver he is. Uh, and I think continues to do that. And I don't think there's, there's definitely not a number one driver on that team. Um, I think it's, it's, it seems like it's going to be pretty competitive between the two of them throughout the season. And you give Daniel a couple races uh, to get used to that car and get more out of that car. And I think he's competing for podiums. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a really, really fun season with McLaren mm-hmm. um, because even with um, their compete level with like Ferrari, I feel yeah. like that's going to be a really, really good talking point and rivalry like throughout the season. For sure. Um, especially with like Carlos Sainz now with the Italians. Um, yeah. I think that team should be a lot better than they were last season. And I think Ferrari proved it in the first race, like, Finishing sixth and eighth was was pretty good, especially for signs in his first time with the new car. Um, so I think Leclerc and Signs and Ricardo and Norris should all be consistently battling for for podiums and for that four or five like six position. Not for sure. I think the uh, the battle uh, for that third spot in the constructors is going to be is going to be great. It's going to be yeah. super exciting. Yeah um having that battle between the teammates i think that was what the third like it was within the first like five to ten laps of the race with oh, uh, lando and and ricardo that was that was unbelievable yeah they're just right beside each other just just giving her man yeah, yeah. It, wheel, you gotta love it yeah and <laughs> they both have super impressive qualifying pace and like uh lando obviously this weekend showed a little bit better pace in the race so i'm curious to see how that plays out through us the rest of the year did you guys see that? Uh, I think I shared it on the Monarch Sports Instagram account, but that uh, Rick and Lando, um, it was like a oh, meme. Great. That was like a, it was a Rick and Morty. It was like a oh, really? play on Morty, but it was Rick and Lando. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, was, I was going through Reddit and I came across it and like the dude who posted it, like wrote it all up and he's like, He's like, Lando, we're going to do everything, man. It's just going to be, he's like burping. He's like, you and me, Lando, just you and me, we're going to finish one, two, man. It's just it's going to be the best. <laughs> I was losing it. Like, I don't find myself like reading shit and laughing yeah. hysterically very often. But um, I think just with, you know, all the F1 talk we had going on, I it was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, what? Uh... Oh, go on. I just want to talk about uh, Alpine a little bit and Alonzo's uh, debut back into Formula One and what you guys thought, thought about it. Yeah, man. I mean, Alonzo is such a, he's, he's such a class act in F1. He's like, he's been through it all. He's won championships. He's, um, he's raced for Ferrari. He's lost with Ferrari. Like, yeah. and he's, he's been that like fiery kid and now he went out of F1. He's doing the old retirement and then out of retirement um, play, which, you know, it, it is interesting. You love to see it in sports. It happens all over the place. Yeah. Um, and in this sport, it's pretty interesting. It, it's pretty bold, I think, to, to kind of be out for two seasons and then come back when you're turning 41. Isn't he turning 41? Like, yeah. And battling. That's like. That- battling with some of the youngest, the youngest drivers on the grid. And he's the oldest for sure. Yeah. And that's like, that's a, uh, a bold move, you know, especially in a sport that, you know, any modern day sport really glorifies and glamorizes, um, these younger generations, like the first Stappens, like yeah. the Charles Leclerc's, mm-hmm. because 
they're the guys that are going to be making the money and bringing in the money mm-hmm. for the next 10 years. For sure. Know? So to kind of come back and then to, to even be a bit cocky and, um, you know, finish, he had a good qualifying, like he did mm-hmm. decent in qualifying, you know, and then he's like, Oh, he's like, well, we're just going to have to pass them on the first few laps. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he finished behind like, you know, Ricardo and, and a Ferrari or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just, it shows you how much he still loves formula one. If you're coming back at 41 years old, you're, you're, you just like love and breathe the sport. So it's, it's, it's fun to see. Yeah. To see that passion is unreal. And I think we'll see some good battles. I, I'm going to even love seeing a, like a Raikkonen, Alonzo, um, Vettel. Vettel battle. These dudes have just been racing with each yeah. other for, you know, the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then like, Definitely. yeah, it'll, I think it'll be super fun to watch again. It's just different now than it was a few years back. You know, they yeah. were racing for first place. They were all racing for the podium. Yeah. You know, and now they're unfortunately kind of at the twilight of their career with these lower teams. So they're kind of like racing that back to middle of the group. For sure. Yeah. If we see a battle between the three of them, I'm going to go if it's probably for like a 10th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, just in more to the points. But um, how much time off do we have until the next race? Uh, two weeks, man. I think 18th yeah. is the next race. So we still right. have you know, about two weeks, uh, Mitch was just telling me how the Chinese Grand Prix, uh, in Shanghai got, uh, canceled a few weeks ago. Was it like maybe I don't exactly know when it was, but yeah, it was, I think they canceled it before the season. Right. Started. Yeah. So that's, that typically would have been probably this weekend and then right, yeah. to the 18th, but, um, yeah. I was kind of looking at the schedule and so the 18th we're heading to Italy and then in two weeks it's Portugal, but then it goes back to back weeks pretty quickly there. So we're going to get our, uh, our fair share of F1 coming up in the spring here, but it's definitely not like last year where they were back to back. We had like triple headers. Yeah. yeah we that, was, were... that was wild for sure. Yeah. We got way too nice <laughs> to that. The, uh, the, the next two races should be really fun. Imola yeah. and Portino will be super super fun to watch because i think yeah you know now these tracks are are more um i mean mercedes is suitable for any track on the on this like this season because mm-hmm. they're yeah. the best team the best car but i feel like red bull will have a little bit more of that um pace with these kind of no like like less like they're not as fast as say Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Like like Mercedes was kind of expected to run away with like that Bahrain race and they didn't. Absolutely. Which is which is super cool to see. Yeah, that's that's so been like the of, most it's like the most dominant uh track for Mercedes in the last five years. Like they've just succeeded like qualifying race wins, they've won there. I think I've been on pole position there for like the last five or six seasons. Yep. Yeah. So, so to see, the, uh, to see those Red Bulls coming in, those Red Bulls coming into these European circuits is going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to, uh, I want to give a big thank you to, uh, our sponsor on the beer today, BNA yeah. with the brilliant idiot. And with the, yeah. the little pip. The little pip. I'm sure I can find BNA beer here somewhere. <laughs> Turned it into a little planter there. Exactly. Well, I ran out of beer pretty quick. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in guys. Thanks for coming on the show, Mitch. Um, of course, and anytime. you will, maybe we'll do a little pre 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 Italy race, uh, lead up next week or, or, or we'll see you the week after, um, for the Grand Prix. I mean, talk predictions. We can make some bold guesses. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's yeah. getting it's getting exciting. I'm just like I'm so pumped. Like I'm not. I don't want to fast forward time here because like spring and summer are just awesome months. But like I cannot wait to see what the standings are looking like in August. Oh yeah, dude. And then October, November, and then <laughs> you're gonna be you're you're gonna be maybe over in Melbourne fingers crossed yeah we'll see i'm on a probably a massive waiting list to get tickets but i'm gonna do everything i can to be there yeah that'd be pretty sweet yeah yeah it'd be great well uh (laughs) thank you everyone for listening uh if you've uh been tuning in before we appreciate it and uh, hope you come back and we're excited to talk about imola